Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust, a show caused by our current world and everything inside it. I don't know why I said inside but everything. <laughs> Hi, my name is in the UK and over uh, still in the army is my wonderful friend and co-host, it's Felicia Jones. Hey Paul, the, the world is a beautiful yet crazy place again. Uh, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was uh, all right, actually, quite quite busy. Did a little trip, cosplayed as a priest for a bit. Um, check my socials. We'll see what that was all about. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Okay, you, are you trying out a new gig? Well, I've got to tell you that I posted the picture of me on my Twitter saying, um, I've decided marketing's not for me. It's time to try something new. And... Uh, I did get a couple of comments that I wasn't sure whether they were sarcastic or not. Sort of, Uh-oh. yeah, things like <laughs> it looks great on you. Uh, bear in mind, I'm in like a cassock and like a headpiece thing. And like, oh, it looks really good on you. Um, oh, tell me more about this. Or do you know what I mean? I'm like, guys, I've got my coat on underneath if you look carefully. <laughs> You never know. I mean, uh, people have been known to find God later on in life. So maybe, you know, this could be a new phase for you. Maybe. maybe. I have to say, I've always had a fear that I might find God. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it's a fear, but like, I'm like, I don't want to find God particularly. So it would be annoying if I did. <laughs> don't fear God, I guess. <laughs> yeah. How was your weekend? Um, it, it wasn't bad. It was actually quite nice on Saturday. We went for a little hike, went to the beach, took some photos, oh, God. and that's that's about it. Yeah, so my days have been <laughs> are spent either doing some work and walking on the beach every day. Oh, what a hard life you, <laughs> you, you have. It, it is really hard. It is so hard because, like, today is humid. It's really hard. Yeah. God, it's tough. I mean, you have to, like, <laughs> choose, like, what to wear, what to drink where to which which beach to walk on right yeah mm. actually not that hard because the beach is just like um it's just there. it's like a three minute it's walk yeah so <laughs> you just, we just have to decide if we want to go left on the beach or uh, right on the beach yeah. you know those hard decisions God. in life yeah you know blimey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's me like trying to figure out like can i can i what time is the latest that I have to leave this piece of work so that I make it in time to deliver a child to their activity without incurring some <laughs> kind of fine? And you're just oh, left well, all right on yeah, the beach. Not my life. God, <laughs> yeah, I'm in that soft life mode, so I'm not trying to rub it in, but I think I am. Yeah, okay. Well, um, <laughs> we're going to talk about your weekend in a minute. Uh, I just want to give a little bit of a quick update for the listeners who, Ooh, particularly who are update. outside the UK, who were wondering after last week's episode, how did that tax issue with Nadim Zahawi actually work out in the end? Was everything okay? What was Rishi Sunak's decision? How tight is his suit now? All of those things are <laughs> some people's mind. Well, I've got to tell you that um, the Tory party chairman, Nadim Zahawi, has been sacked and he was salty AF in his resignation Ooh. letter. Yes. Oh, what did he say? Give us a snippet. Oh, I'm gonna snippet. I'm gonna have to find it. So uh yeah. Uh <laughs> bear with me, caller. We like fired salty people. Yeah, you know, hang but on. you yeah. you know what? You okay. deserve to be salty when you when you lose a job. 
Yeah. Well, I kind of agree. Right. So he, he talks about what a privilege it is to have worked in the, the um, in, in government and stuff. And then his last paragraph basically says, I am concerned, however, about the conduct from some of the fourth estate in recent weeks. In a week when a member of parliament was physically assaulted, I failed to see how one headline on this issue, the news titans, reflects legitimate scrutiny of public officials. I am sorry to my family for the toll this has taken on them. So dramatic. Mm. <laughs> Did you like my reading of it, though? I mean, I, you know. I know, my, I know. My emphasis, it's guys. Like... <laughs> Uh, gosh, we're going to go into um, dinner theater podcast now. I think that's <laughs> yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, oh, he, ma he manages to get the mention of the queen in there as well and his work with the vaccines. I mean, it's basically like, okay, so I've not paid tax. I've been fined a lot of money for trying to dodge tax. Um, but, you know, I was quite good with the vaccines and I liked the queen. And someone said a mean thing about me in the media and it's unfair. <laughs> but he's gone and Rishi Sunak has been spending the week trying to defend his indecision and he's going well actually I think you'll find that I was quite decisive in the end because I did sack him after due process and every time he gets an, a question from the press or a member of the public his shirt just shrinks a little bit further just that's oh. that's where we are <laughs> I'm obsessed by his suits and his tailoring I'll just wait till summer when it's like hot to see what he's going to be wearing. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so great. that's that's the political yeah. update. Um, we, we've got a new section in this podcast Ooh. called What I Learned <laughs> at the Weekend. So um, Felicia, as you were just walking down the beach, uh, not doing very much. Tell us, what did you learn this weekend? Oh, my gosh. So I get to... I kind of sleep in a little bit on Saturdays and this is when I just, you know, lay in bed and you. go through the Twitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this is where I get caught up on all social media, like for real, get caught up. And what I have learned over this weekend, and for those of you who are listening, so what happens is that while Paul is is being a dad, doing things with his family, taking trips, I am like inundating him on WhatsApp with everything that I've learned. I feel like a child. And it's just like, here's what I learned, dad. Um, so, so what I sent Paul over the weekend is that I learned that all books are being removed in school in Florida. All the books. Because now they have to be vetted to come back into the classrooms and or uh school libraries and they are also there will also be criminal charges against teachers if they read a book outside of the vetted list okay questions are you happy for me to like interject with mm -hmm. questions at this point right so go for it okay so i was kind of a little bit aware about the book thing but i hadn't appreciated mm -hmm. that the books were being removed proactively and then redistributed on approval Yes, that's what's going on. And of course, it's county by county and school district by school district. But uh, quite a few school districts have removed, either removed the books or um, papered them off like kids can't go near the books. And um, and of course, parents can file uh, complaints uh, of teachers teaching certain books. So this was part of the Stop Woke campaign by Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, in Florida. And so this was part of the Stop Woke campaign. So you can fill out um, a form on books that could make you uncomfortable or make you feel bad. Such as? 
of what's been happening now is anything with a black or brown person in it. Uh, wow. <laughs> anything with any kind of reference to being gay, transgendered, being different, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Any reference? Basically, yeah. Wow. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, so that's, a, that's a, a lot of literature. A lot of art has links with sort of queerness and stuff like that and 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 sex yes. and stuff like that so how, how on earth i mean i mean pres- and we're talking about kids books too like first grader kindergartner books so a lot of people have complaints about you know books that teach about racism or teach about other people being different um, books about martin luther king all that kind of stuff have have gotten complaints yeah wow it seems it seems so bizarre. Yeah. Like the the amount of literature that you'd be left with, or the amount of books that you'd be left with, would be I don't know, close to zero. One assumes. I guess they want to keep the Bible, but <laughs> that that book is a little interesting as well. Yeah. But yeah, so this is what's going on in some of the counties in Florida with trying to vet the books because the teachers don't want to go to jail. Yeah. Or have criminal face criminal charges. But the beautiful thing. The beautiful thing out of the state of Florida is that they have proposed a bill for permitless carry. And for those of you who do not know, that means you can walk around with a gun without registration, without uh, training, and without telling anybody. Yay. (laughs) It's easier for your kid to get a gun in Florida than to read a book. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, uh, do, do people not realize how ridiculous it sounds? I guess they don't. Some people do. Other people think this is great. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so yeah. So I learned that over the weekend. The other thing that I learned is for all of the hateful people out there, um, because somebody, <laughs> if a lot of this all show. goes together. I mean, <laughs> they might. You never know. Just in case we want to make sure we include everybody. But uh, all of this kind of goes. Everything we're going to talk about and everything I learned does kind of go together. And um, uh, a lot of people think that there's a gay agenda, you know, trying to teach people gay to be gay or whatever, um, things like that. So a lot of people are now encouraging women to breastfeed their boys to help not be gay in the future. Uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What Logic? Because it's a breast, breast breast and face breast boy. and face you, you know which as a as yes. a baby you are perhaps not thinking about the sexual nature of that and maybe just thinking about it for food I'm pretty sure a baby is not <laughs> yeah but some some guy thought this was the best way to um to get away from gayness mm-hmm. um for kids and also people have blamed women wearing pants for gayness because if women wear pants, it leads to happy gay marriages. Uh, so I learned that over the weekend as well. And and this is one I think will be great, which is getting outside of the hateful people. We're going to go back into the hateful people because I got a doozy for us. <laughs> but this was a good one. Um, I have learned that in the world of dating, and I'm I don't I hate to say <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so glad I'm not dating, but now in all of these profiles that people are doing because everybody dates on on or by app now you can people are putting in their profile that they only want to date people from two parent households 
Okay, but that's 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 quite broad. So, two heterosexual parent households or two parent households? More than likely, is going to be two heterosexual parents. But the fact that this is a preference blows my mind because I think the logic is that if somebody is from a two parent household, they are more stable than somebody in a non uh, two parent household. And I was like. Yeah, that logic ain't gonna work out for everybody, but yeah. go ahead and give that a try. But that is that is a preference, a, a big time preference. I didn't realize for a lot of people that they only want to date people from two parent households. I did not know that was a thing. Well, no, I mean, I can, I can. Uh, I think the problem with a lot of online dating is that everything seems to be stipulated. Like when in a, back in the day, maybe before two thousand and nine, um, because someone, someone. <laughs> who shall remain nameless, maybe it might have been one of my children, said that 2009 was back in the day, which I was absolutely furious at. Um, but <laughs> as you pointed out, actually it is. Um, <laughs> but back in, back in the day before, before dating by app, you wouldn't know much about somebody. You'd, you'd hardly yeah. know anything. And that was the, the thing about finding things out from them. But now it feels like you have to advertise everything and preload all of the information, which takes some of the fun out of it, surely, to... Marketing your brand as a yeah, dateable person. Yeah, you're marketing your brand. But like, <laughs> there's, no, there's no like enigma about it or anything like that. Two parent households, I, I reckon that people have, have always had something about, well, yeah, you know, his or her parents are still married and they're nice and they've got like this great house and that's brilliant I want a bit of bit of that um but you didn't like say it before you met that has never even crossed my mind I I I have never I'm pretty sure you no that has never been like a preference I don't Mm. know that's it's so weird to me I wouldn't but I I think I get why people are doing this and I was talking to Dustin and he was like well we're at this point now where people don't want to waste time with people. So here's, here's the preview about me, what I'm looking for and basically don't waste my time, which kind of explains why some people are literally jumping into, I'm only looking for a wife type thing. I was like, wow, you guys are on apps going that hard. But I guess if I can get past, if I tell you everything that I'm looking for and what I'm not, I should be able to speed this whole relationship thing up. So, yeah. and I th- and I but, think as well, some people have, some people feel like they've lost a good few years from the pandemic, and if and if they were at a particular time in their life where they felt that time was important to them for whatever reason, then you know you've got no time to waste. So I, I do I do understand the logic there to say this is what I'm into, these are my kinks, um, this is what I'm 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 after. This is how much money you you got to earn. If if you might, if you meet these criteria. Then, then talk to me. Ah, yeah. I, 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 I've seen some of these dating profiles. They're very particular. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, what else did I learn over <laughs> the weekend? Uh, so I did learn that, um, unfortunately, here in the United States, we had another severe police brutality case, mm. and that has sparked all kinds of drama and trauma 
And I also learned that the Ukrainian refugees in the UK, a lot of them um, <laughs> don't like being in diverse neighborhoods. And I find that always kind of interesting considering that you don't have anywhere to live. But yeah. uh, it's just kind of yeah. fascinating. Like you have no country. Yeah. And you, I don't... Being picky. <laughs> and from what I've learned about um, British people and Im immigrants is that the British are very nice, but they're just like, so when are you leaving? You know? <laughs> that is kind of, Yeah, I, I, I recognize that. Um, yeah. <laughs> as, as, part, as part of culture, yes. And it's, it's said with a smile. Yes, it's like you're here, um, but when are you go leaving? Whereas here, in the United States, uh, some people just don't want you here. Yeah. So, wow. uh, so I just found it fascinating that, like, seriously, you're gonna bring your bigotry and you have nowhere to live. Like, come on, calm down. Uh, yeah, I, I have to. I find it fascinating. I did watch the news report where that was where that was featured, and of course, if you remember mm -hmm. when the war started about a year ago, we were talking, weren't we, about. Um, black and brown people who were in Ukraine trying to escape yeah. as refugees and being turned away. Um, mm -hmm. mm, very interesting. But uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the uh, refugees, of course, would be placed, I say, of course, not necessarily, you would know this, but would be typically placed within um, cities or uh, parts mm -hmm. of the country that have more, social housing or or, or how yep. you know that that type of thing and of course those areas are typically diverse in the uk mm -hmm. so i mean like you say they haven't got anywhere else to to go um so you know take take well, your chances they, they should they need to calm down because you guys send people to rwanda right that's right. That's right. I mean, in theory, <laughs> in theory. Oh, here's something that happened. This allegedly, allegedly. I mean, the things that they've not actually successfully managed to get a plane off the ground to Rwanda yet. <laughs> but you know, in in principle, it actually makes me uh, think about uh, something that's been going on here uh, in the attempt for Rishi Sunak's government not to, um, you know, come up with anything remotely helpful. Uh, they've started to sort of issue some like priorities of things that they want to do until they get voted out in the election next time. Um, and we've got our own version of build the wall, which is stop the boat. Oh. Yeah. Stop the boats. That's, oh. that's the new three word slogan of the UK government. It's plastered on all of their like, Really? Things, yeah. These one of their priorities, and then they said that your priorities, our priorities. And I'm thinking, well, they're not my priorities. Stop the boats is not my priority. Thanks very much. Um, but it, I, I get wanting to do something about immigration, but that type of wording just doesn't help the situation. Not, wow. at, not at all. I, I think it's frighteningly dangerous to. Oh yes, it is. Use language like that. Um, it's. The, the the reality is is that the small boats coming across the English Channel is not the big issue that the government want it to be, but it's what no. I guess they call a dead cat um, issue, which is you know to try and detract from all the other issues. But it's creating this sense of if they can if if they can get the citizens to buy into this, stop the boat, stop the boats, and of course people are already regurgitating it. You've got this build up of 
um, you know, these are the bad apples. These are the problem. Um, it's not the government. This it's somebody else. And it, I find it frightening that it's easy to chant, and it's 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 a fascist mantra, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we were t- we were talking, you know, earlier about you know choices that are being made in terms of books being taken out and you know, closed off and not allowed and all this kind of stuff. And you've got stop the boats and build the wall. It's, it's so close to proper fascism. Uh, People, it's by stealth. That's what worries me by stealth. People don't realize it and then it'll be too late. You know, I've, I've kind of gotten to the point where I've taken out all of the political jargon and just gone straight to these are, these these are just ways to increase dehumanizing people Mm. and the more we start leaning into dehumanizing people people will do horrible things to them and Uh, we've all we've seen it and it's and it's just happening more and more now oh absolutely i've got to tell you about this documentary that i watched the other night uh it was obviously Mm. broadcast for um holocaust memorial day last week but it was called um i think it was called uh, how the Holocaust started. And of course, when people say okay. things like that, you know, you kind of think, oh, Nazi Germany and Hitler and gas chambers and Auschwitz and things like that. But basically what this program explained, which I didn't know, to be fair, was that Hitler wanted to cleanse the world of Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And... But that wasn't actually that structured to begin with. And in this documentary, and I apologize in advance if I if I get this wrong from the from the documentary because I only watched it once, didn't watch it several times, and I didn't take notes. But they were talking about uh, how a lot of the extermination of Jewish people was done firstly through Eastern Europe, through Lithuania and Latvia, and then sort of like a, a vertical strip down towards Belarus, Ukraine, mm-hmm. things like things like that. And the key point that it was really making, it, it did some aerial photographs and um, right next to the German-Lithuanian border, as was, and they found this sort of disturbed land and they couldn't dig it up because you can't um, disturb the dead in Judaism. So mm-hmm. they did scans and all this, but basically they managed to find people who were there at the time and the locals basically told this story about how the Germans invaded, rounded up all the Jewish people from two streets that were Jewish streets or contained, you know, Jewish um, uh, people, families, and dug this massive trench and just shot people into this trench and buried Mm. over them. And the key point really was that that was a really inefficient way to kill lots of people. Um, but it only happened because the locals were complicit in that activity. The locals mm-hmm. let it happen. They watched. They took over their properties once they were dead, took their belongings and just were in on it, basically. They didn't request it, but they didn't do anything to stop it. And then 
because you're thinking it's not going to be me as them and then them and as you. Yeah, and it's, and, it's, and it's that kind of like other. They're not us. They're different from us. We don't like them. Or mm-hmm. the Nazis kind of gave this propaganda thing about how the Bolshevik res- revolution in the Soviet Union was because of Jewish people. Um, and, of course, you know, it normalizes that kind of behavior. Now, in, in the end, it, what transpires is that... Um, they decided that was a very inefficient way of killing lots of people. So they they tried a gas chamber and then they did it at scale. But the thing that really stuck with me was this complicitness and this idea of like, stop the boats and we hate immigrants and we don't like these people. Mm-hmm. And we don't like the gays and we don't like this. It's all a bit close for me. Uh, it's here. Yeah, it's I agree. Here, yeah. It's, um we're repeating history in so many ways of when I just, you know, over tried to overthrow the government in the United States back in like the 1800s um, and all these different things. So, I mean, I guess we're just doomed to repeat history. And um, here is the, the scary best thing I have learned over the weekend to tie into your story is that there is a new homeschool in Sandusky, Ohio, that teaches kids how to be Nazis what teaches them yeah yeah so it's a nazi education um homeschooling program and this one woman um and i do think podcasts are the death of all of us here on plant on the planet um she talked about it on a podcast uh, and she was really struggling to find good nazi education for her family so she started her own homeschool and got um other people involved to share curriculum and to teach history and to teach kids to be good Nazis. Wow. And is that doable? Like, is that possible in the States in terms of regulating children's education? <laughs> Can anyone set up a school about anything? Well, and this is where we get into the politics of uh, education choice where a lot of people have wanted to take money out of education budgets to fund private schools or um, or charter schools and homeschool programs. Mm. And over the years, a lot of states have allowed, you know, parents, you can do whatever you want to do. Technically, you're supposed to be registered to homeschool your kids, but folks do whatever they want and um, can kind of get away with it. They've built a network of about 2,500 people um, spanning uh, multiple countries now. And this is what they do. Um, it's a school to teach kids how to be Nazis. And um, funny enough, it is from someone uh, who, from the Netherlands, somebody who became a naturalized citizen out of the Netherlands, um, got here a few years ago and became naturalized in 2018. And folks are just like, seriously, you guys are worried about people escaping from south of the border, trying to get away from political genocide. But this person, you just let them in and they get to start a school about Nazis. Like, okay, Uh, doesn't make sense to me. And it kind of does tie into all the all the crazy that we have been talking about since 2020. Uh, People being able to remove books out of schools. Um, because a lot of the removal of the books goes into that CRT thing that people were having, the complaint that uh, critical race theory, which is not being taught anywhere and nobody knows anything about. But that was a heavy political 
um, mantra when people when Republicans were running and it worked in many, 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 many states. And so you get you get what you get at this point. Um, yeah. Little Nazi children running around. God, that's 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 worrying. That is that is worrying. But do you, that sort of sounds to me as though that's almost the future. Like that's what's going to happen, that people will gradually move into their smaller and smaller and smaller circles of choice. Yeah. And create these like mini micro communities where they're like cults or sects of culture and society. Yeah, yeah they always kind of go that way. I mean... Not to say that Kanye West was doing this, but th- that's the thing. Kanye West was able to just start a school and he could teach whatever he want. Yeah. Um, you know, now granted, people paid $25,000 to send their kids to that school, which for the most part isn't much different than the homeschool Nazi lady being able to start her, her own thing. Mm. But yeah, we're, we're kind of getting into this very strange little world. I, I, we're not even getting into it. We're just, we're smack dab in it. And it's been building up for a while. So a couple of weeks ago, I think I told you about a, a little six-year-old took a gun to school and shot his teacher. Yeah. Uh, this is in West uh, Virginia. It was in Virginia, not West Virginia. And come to find out, the kid has been reported five times before that for bringing a gun to school. And one thing that does happen here in the United States is that in some gun culture families, they do teach their kids how to shoot. Like, and when I say not just show a gun, it's like how to pull it out, how to shoot, how to target, all of that. So it's starting to be believed that this is not just some random kid found daddy's gun. This is a kid who had his own gun because they do um, starter guns. Right. And this is a thing here. Starter guns. So I, I'm, yeah, so I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just seeing this world where you have kids with starter guns who are being taught this stuff then throw in either nazi education right-wing education or i i'll even throw in far left education and you have people who and these people will have to interact with us when we go out in public Mm. and that's what's kind of scary to me is these unhinged people are out there in the public and you don't know what they're about and their kids are starting to get that way as well frightening frightening so when you come into the U- when you come into the united states um <laughs> you know uh i'll have to see if i can get a boat maybe <laughs> goodness goodness that's frightening oh. frightening but uh, you know as we say you are the trendsetters we've seen this week how uh because of problems in israel and palestine benjamin netanyahu who is also a fascist has just relaxed all the gun laws there. So you're setting a trend which will probably be replicated across the globe for relaxed gun laws, more violence, more hate. God, this is depressing. Yeah. So it's just like uh, if you have to follow influencers, the United States is probably not the best influencer to follow. Mm. Uh, no. But yeah, so these are things that I've learned over the weekend. And sometimes it's just appalling. And it's just like, all right, how do you get up and go um, and and function around this? So, you, you know, for those of you who have faith in humanity, I'm not sure if I have faith in humanity at this point, but uh, you try to look for the good in humans. You go to the beach and mm-hmm. you walk it out mm-hmm. and get some sunlight. 
have a glass of wine and a mimosa and and enjoy your life. I mean, I if anything is kicking in more, it's just like life is short. People are crazy. You need to go find your happiness. Whatever makes you happy, go do it. I think that is a wonderful mantra. And I think that you <laughs> should create some kind of online program that teaches us how to do this. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that, but there's a wonderful book of, I, I read and I love it. It's called How Not to Give a Fuck. I will be looking it up right now. Yeah. For my, for my, my it, it's, it's a good one. It's, it's a good book. And it basically says, you know what? You have a limited amount. You have a limited amount of fucks to give. Yeah. You need to dish those out when it's necessary. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Well, I will take that advice. I'll buy the book. I will look out for yeah. help and advice coming from the beach that you are in to be the, <laughs> the counter foil to whatever the hell is going on in, in the world and hope that this time next week is yeah. slightly less uh, fascist. It won't be, but anyway. Um, yeah, maybe I shouldn't learn anything on the weekends anymore. Maybe, maybe, I should yeah. just go back to... I will go back to my room. I see I, the problem was, Paul, I finished my romance novel. Oh. And when I don't have a romance novel to read, I go look at the the Internet. Yeah. OK, so the lesson here, <laughs> I think this is a good place to end it. The lesson from all of this talk about Nazis, fascists and guns and, and uh, books is get the romance novel, get a pile, yes. never leave a gap. <laughs> it's too dangerous guys it's too dangerous exactly brilliant exactly. okay well we'll get signed up to goodreads later and you can follow along on, on that and what she's reading um okay felicia it's been wonderful to talk to you i mean don't work too hard over the next week do do the the, the chilling out that you know i would like to do and um, okay i will do it for yeah, you we'll see what goes on this time next week <laughs> all right see ya see ya